0: welcome to the half yard line i'm tim i'm luke and welcome to the last in our nfc west coverage going team by team around the nfl all 32 teams prior to free agency giving you a recap of the 22 season looking forward to the 2023 offseason what are teams looking to acquire what holes do they have and what assets do they have to fill them uh, but before we get into that, please do remember, check us out on social media at Half Yard Line Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to email us, we'd love to have you do that. Halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback on these new shorter form podcasts versus the longer form content we were doing during the season. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? We would love to interact with you guys in that way. But today, Luke, today
1: is about the San Francisco 49 A memorable season for the Bay Faithful, despite all sorts of chopping and changing and strange goings on. 13 and 4, won the NFC West. The big offseason talking point a year ago was that hey, it's Trey Lance time. Now you traded all those picks, he's got his feet under the table, it's time to move on and see what Shanahan can do with this young, exciting, mobile quarterback. He played one game in a monsoon in Chicago in the first game of the season, which is impossible to evaluate, then got injured, missed the rest of the season. Jimmy G came back in. Again, I feel like for about the 85th time in the San Francisco 49ers uniform, he came back in, did the Jimmy G thing where he pilots them to some wins, knows how to run the offense, then he gets injured. So then you're down to Mr. Irrelevant, brock purdy from iowa state and in he comes and guides this team to the postseason largely thanks really to the fact they also traded for christian McCaffrey mid-season which ignited this team on the offensive side of the football lent on him heavily as they went forward but it ended up with them getting all the way through to the nfc championship game which ended up losing to philadelphia in a strange 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 game what happened to brock uh, in purdy in that brock game purdy, Luke? <laughs> yeah brock, brock purdy got in, got hit in i think it was at the first quarter it was the second drive or something it was early. hurt his shoulder he went out in came 50 team quarterback josh johnson who has probably played for your favorite team if whether you know it about it or not he then got injured, left the game. There was rumours about them using an emergency quarterback, which I would have loved to have seen, but didn't end up materialising. Brock Purdy came back in, handed the ball off for the rest of the game while the Niners kind of ran the clock out on their season in a bitterly disappointing finish. But the season as a whole was fantastic, led by the best defence in the NFL. They only allowed 16 points per game last season, which was tops in the league. They only allowed 300 yards per game, from opposing offenses which was also best in the league nick bosa won defensive player of the year and had 18 and a half sacks they had they generated 30 turnovers and had a plus 13 turnover differential which was the best in the league and despite all the injuries and all of the around the quarterback position they were 13th in passing offense and they were 8th in rushing um They were fifth overall on the offensive side of the ball in yards per game, which is fantastic, especially given where they came from. And they come into this offseason with a little bit more change afoot. D'Amico Ryans, who took over for Robert Salah as the defensive coordinator, has now left to become a head coach, much as Salah did. He's D'Amico Ryans off to Houston. They brought in Steve Wilkes as DC, which is a fantastic get, in my opinion, who they brought in, who. Uh, They brought him from Carolina where he was the interim head coach after they fired Matt Rule, but they brought him in. They've got $8 million in cap space, but their draft situation is confusing and also not probably beneficial to immediate success. You would think no first round pick, no second round pick because of the Trey Lance trade from a couple of years ago with Miami and the Christian McCaffrey trade from the last year. They also traded their own third and their own fourth for McCaffrey, but they've all, they've got three third round picks anyway because they're all compensatory picks from losing Mike McDaniel, Rank Carthon, and Martin Mayhew. Uh, that's the part of the NFL's policy around teams that nurture and lose minority coaching or front office front office talent being given compensatory picks. They've also got their own fifth and seventh round picks, but they've also got an extra fifth in a trade, an extra fifth in a compensatory a sixth in a compensatory, an extra seventh in a trade, and an extra seventh in a compensatory. So they've got a lot of picks, but none of them are early. Their earliest pick is going to be at the end of the third round in those compensatory picks there. So coming into this offseason, Tim, the season that was, was a highly successful one, kind of hamstrung and um, poleaxed by the quarterback issues, injury specifically that they faced, but they had a fantastic year. Looks like a team that's really trying to, Fiddle around the edges, you would say, apart from the fact that quarterback is the biggest area of concern on the team, which is unusual. I don't know what you made of the Niners in the season that was and how they maybe look ahead.
0: Yeah, Luke, to me, this team has always perplexed me. And Shanahan is so good at coming up with an offense that's just going to work. They continue to invest obscene amounts of assets. In the quarterback and running back position. And that goes back to when they got Garoppolo. You know, they bring Garoppolo in, and then, you know, that's ultimately not going to work. Garoppolo's got to feel like, by the way, that opposite gender friend who you go hang out with after you've broken up with whatever your current. Uh, significant other is every (laughs) single time until like the 19th time you're going to talk to this person but for whatever reason they're just never on the list you sleep on the couch yeah exactly but it it never gets further than that that's got to be how he feels he's like i've been the other the other guy far too long in my career but
1: they got he's been friend zoned by the niners is what you're saying
0: that's what i'm saying he is in the friend zone but he's he has been good at the position he has played well enough for them it certainly didn't take them where they were hoping to go that uh, you know when you end up with the third overall pick and then you trade it and end up in the I mean the whole Trey Lance situation and the amount of money there excuse me amount of assets not money picks that they ultimately spent to go make that move have essentially been wasted right he didn't play much and then he came into play and then he got hurt and then you went to Garoppolo, and then you went to Purdy, and you ended up in the NFC Championship game. And so if you think about the picks you traded, the pick you used on Trey Lance, if you don't make that choice, what this team could have been with with all of those assets to utilize, what could have, have been at that position, at some point you run out of guys, right? If you're going to have four quarterbacks hurt in one year, I, I don't really know how to help you um, beyond that. But they got production out of the first three and so I I find it interesting they did the same thing with Christian McCaffrey we did our trade special I was not a fan of the trade he's a great player I'm sure he was going to play well there they were getting good play out of the running backs that they had I didn't think running back was their problem and to your point it absolutely sparked them that trade has been vindicated a thousand times over it was almost the uh, the um, uh Williams the Ricky Ricky there I was keep trying to say Reggie it was almost the Ricky Williams trade right almost the whole draft class um but traded some some big picks to go get him but he he sparked the team really in my opinion largely led the run as you had said um so interesting year. you can't ever be upset with going to the NFC championship game um obviously ended poorly i don't think anybody liked that the NFL's talking about changing the rules to have a third quarterback active um, it can do nothing else except play quarterback. If the other two quarterbacks get hurt, uh, so that you don't have a situation where they've got to go with Brock Purdy, who can't throw, or Christian McCaffrey at quarterback, which was uh, rumored to be the next option. So it was an interesting twenty twenty two. How are they looking ahead into twenty twenty three? Yeah. Luke.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the just before I, I touched on that, I mean, I don't know if you're watching the combine the other day, but they had the uh, the drills, what you know, for the pass catch. Right, the receivers, the running backs, the Titans, they have to have someone throw them the ball. So they bring in guys who are just throwing quarterbacks, right? They're guys who are not on NFL rosters or are trying to kind of make a name for themselves. So those guys on the end of at the end of the Sunday, which is the last day of the combine, had to leave because they had a flight, so they had to leave early, which meant a couple of scouts on teams who had played college quarterback came in and threw some passes. And all I could think was, I bet the Niners would have loved to have a scout they could activate in the NFC Championship game to throw some of these balls because they literally had no one to to even make a go of it. So anyway, that was a sidebar. But areas of need, this is one of the best rosters in the NFL. Forget the NFC. This is one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, Have we mentioned quarterback as an area of need? I mean, it, it seems like... Is it? It's an area of need. I mean, I had it circled in that you have no idea what they're going to do at this position. So Jimmy Garoppolo sorry, finally is to the end of the I'm sorry, is there anything
0: other than Trey Lance is the starter, Brock Purdy is the backup?
1: No, but this, well, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's an area of need in terms of you're going to bring another guy in, but in terms of area of need for production, it's screaming, glaring, flaring, right? It's so rare to have a team that's this good that doesn't even have a reasonable quarterback in position who you can rely upon. Listen, I know Brock Purdy played well. In his spot starts, he's coming off an elbow injury. He had to have surgery on it. You don't know. It's his throwing side. You don't know where that's going to go. Also, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Was this a Cinderella run? You don't know. Trey Lance I think a game. I think you mean the next Tom Brady. I think is what yeah, you know. <laughs> sorry, the next Tom Brady. But even if he is the next Tom Brady, he's coming back from a throwing shoulder injury or throwing arm injury. Trey Lance is coming back from an injury as well. Now, you think between those two guys, you're going to find a starter. I think Trey Lance will start week one. That's just my opinion. You, you mentioned all the draft capital they put into him. I think that's almost certainly going to happen. And I think Purdy now with the injury is kind of a little bit behind um, where he maybe would want to be. And Lance clearly has more raw talent than than Purdy does. Regardless, if they were able to get, I'm, I always use him as the example because I'm a Titans fan, but if they were able to get Ryan Tannehill level production from the quarterback position last year, could they have beat the Eagles? Could they have beat the Chiefs? I think they absolutely could. They don't need to have a guy who's going to throw it 45 times, who's going to wow you. It's complementary quarterback play, which is such an old school concept. I think people have lost sight of the fact that that can be effective. If Brock Purdy had played in the NFC Championship game, they may have won. I don't know. I'm not Brock Purdy's biggest fan, but serviceable quarterback play with a talent on this roster. George Kittle. McCaffrey we mentioned. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, great offensive line, phenomenal defense, no reason you can't go far. So I have it as an area of need more as a performance than as necessarily a player, but someone has to fill that role. Um, They may look to bring in a veteran backup as well, you never know. Maybe you mentioned about the fact the third QB thing. Maybe they look to have a really good third QB. So just in case they get bitten by this injury bug again, you have someone decent who you can bring in who can operate this offense. I think even like a Baker Mayfield type, right, that would probably be sufficient for what you actually need. The other position I had were cornerback and defensive line. Now, defensive line, Nick Boser is awesome he had 18 and a half sacks the team only had 44 and a half the two leading sackers after him are either free agents or not going to be on the team well they're both free agents but for certain Omenahu Charles Omenahu who's not going to come back most likely he's going to get he might get suspended by the league you've also got Samson Ebercam, who's a free agent you might not be able to get him back outside of Bosa you need another guy Javon Kinlaw came into replace when they traded DeForest Buckner away. He's not really developed. And there was the overriding image of the Eagles game where he was just getting the shit beat out of him on the line of scrimmage, which is not what you want to see from a former first round pick. So another presence there. Pass defense, despite how good the overall defense was, the pass D was kind of middle of the pack. They got Charvarius Ward at corner. He's good, but he had some issues getting burned essentially last season. So you want to maybe help him out with some other uh players. And similarly, I kind of had corner slash safety because you've got Jimmy Ward and Tashaun Gibson both as free agents to be. You need somebody else to line up next to Hufunga who showed a lot of promise in his first year and as a starter, obviously went to the Pro Bowl and so on, but you need someone else and Jimmy Ward played some nickel, so he offered you a little bit of flexibility. Those were the main positions I had. Quarterback we can put to one side, cornerback and defensive line were the other two.
0: Yeah, Emmanuel Mosley is a free agent as well. Um, Obviously played well there. He's going to get a big contract from somebody. Uh, I'm a big Aziz Alshair fan, um, as well. He's a, so maybe linebacker, they've got so much talent there already. Maybe you can let a guy like that go. Um, but I do, if you just, you look at places where you like a guy or you like what he's brought to the team, and he's not going to be there anymore. I do think fans tend to underappreciate how much one guy, even if he's not the stat sheet stacker, um, one guy allows other players to do things. One guy allows, and you never know exactly who that keystone is in some of these defenses. Um, so I always look at even marginal defensive talent. And go, are you sure you want to let that guy walk? And how are you replacing him? And can he mm-hmm. do the same things? Um, but you mentioned corner Jason Verrett, obviously, and Emmanuel Mosley both being um, free agents of that position. I, I definitely agree. Defensive backfield is going to be a place where they're going to have to make some um, additions going forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. You mentioned a couple of the free agents. Uh, Al Shire is another one. I did have him circled. He's an excellent linebacker. He's pretty young. He did only play nine games a year ago. You've got Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, who were both fantastic as well. If you can bring him back, I think you'd love to. He's a great player. Ebu Cam, we already mentioned. Warden Gibson. The other two, which were really big, I think, number one, Mike McGlinchey, who's mm-hmm. the right tackle. Yep, yep. That, to me is, that, to me, is priority one. The offensive line has been... So good in the Shanahan scheme. Mike McGlinchey has struggled with some speed rushes at times. He's a big dude. He's like six eight, so he has struggled to deal with some of those guys. Um, but. To me, it makes more sense to keep the line together than it does to break it apart when you've had such good success running the football in that Shanahan scheme that guys have to adjust to. So unless you think there is a good right tackle you can bring in to replace him and you feel like he's going to get overpaid, it's certainly either going to be re-sign Mike McGlinchey or find a right tackle. The other free agent I had circled, and this I'm glad we get to do this finally, is Robbie Gold, kicker, San Francisco. The reason I say this, Robbie Gold never missed a playoff kick in his career. It was talked about in the season. San Francisco's plan is be in the postseason all the time. He never misses postseason kicks. Just bring him back. Bring back the kicker. That is a need position.
0: It It, it is. So the only other kicker we've talked about is Brett Maher, and we talked about him from missing extra points. So, Rob Yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say you 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 have one or you don't have one until you have one or vice versa, right? I mean you find the guy, you keep hold of the kicker, especially if you're a team that you're expecting is gonna be in the postseason, close games, you need kickers who are reliable. He is Mr. Reliable.
0: What's interesting about Robbie Gould, he's now 40 years old, um, and only getting older. The length isn't going to be there for much longer. And 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 teams have to have this conversation. So Robbie Gould's making three and a half million dollars playing kicker. And you go, oh, three and a half million, who cares about three and a half million? That's an expensive kicker. Um, mm-hmm. and if you sign him to a new deal, he's gonna want more money, just like every other person. Oh. Hey, I'm that important to you, you gotta pay me. And the length isn't gonna be there. He's not gonna kick 62 yarders anymore. Um, he was never the longest leg kicker in the NFL anyway. And so True. you've got this debate is are you gonna pay a kicker because he's super reliable from forty five and in? Or are you gonna go out, use that money elsewhere, draft a guy, bring a guy at the vet minimum who's got a big leg and can, you know, boot it for the uprights from sixty two, but you don't know how he's gonna be when the game's on the line in the postseason and you need a forty two yarder to, to win the Super Bowl.
1: So what you're saying, Tim, is your off season strategy for the forty nine is have two kickers. Is that what you're saying? I'm hearing you right. <laughs> Kicking competition Robbie Gold in San Francisco. Can you, in, in all serious like I say, in all seriousness, this is a frivolous point, but imagine if the Niners could trade for Justin Tucker, right? Let's say the Ravens, they called the Ravens and said, We'll trade you for Justin Tucker and we'll trade you Trey Lance, a one and a two. <laughs> yeah. And they probably, they they might do it, right? You're talking about a team that's expecting to be right there or thereabouts. So I liked, to listen, I love, I'm a big fan of special teams. Uh, I think it's a fun uh, thing to highlight when you can. So Robbie Gold, get him back, sign two kickers. I don't really care. Um, they did do a great reveal video for re-signing their long snapper. So I think Kyle Shanahan is definitely on board with the special teams, fun and games. So I appreciated that. But going into 2023, you know, thinking about the last thoughts, this is win right now. Just any anything you can get from a quarterback, Anything should be enough to take this team over the top based on the evidence we saw a year ago. And I still have them as one of the favorites in the NFC, even with that uncertainty, which says volumes about how good this roster as a whole is and and the quality of the coaching staff. Don't know if you have any closing thoughts on San Francisco. I'm going to say two conflicting
0: things um, because that's how I feel about this team. One is, as long as Kyle Shanahan is the coach, he's going to make the offense go. Um, They've had a spectacular... Defense. Um, Salo was a great defensive coordinator. Zubigo Ryan's held it together for a year. You're on your third defensive coordinator in three years. Eventually, does that start to matter? Does Kyle Shanahan just hold everything together? Is he the next Bill Belichick? And it just doesn't matter who's on his staff and it doesn't matter whose players are. He's going to field a competitive team. You know, we don't have any huge guys coming off that we don't think they can come back. There's certainly some talent there on the free agent list, but that happens to every NFL team. But the other side of that coin is eventually this stuff adds up and a team like San Francisco has been overachieving, arguably the talent on the roster, the talent caught up with that. And then and then they went, you know, and had a great season. I'm interested to see what the longevity of it looks like in San Francisco. Um, How long does that go? So that'll wrap it up for us here in San Francisco. I can see the team being great. I can see the team taking a step back. Uh, So that's the kind of insight you can expect from here on the half-yard line. (laughs) They might play well. (laughs) They might not play well. That's the twenty. They might be somewhere in the middle. Could be. Who knows? They win somewhere between 1 and 17 games. I am fairly confident. Uh, No 0 for San uh, Francisco
1: what do they say when you had the magic eight ball back in the old days you know outlook uncertain outlook or something uncertain. like that. that's what we're trying
0: to get to yeah i think that's where i'm trying to get i generally think they're going to be good but i do think there's that little nagging probability so that's that's going to do it for us here in or on San Francisco, not in San Francisco, on San Francisco. Appreciate you taking a listen. This wraps up our NFC West coverage. Go check out the remainder of our podcasts in what order, whatever order is good for you. Listen to the teams you love. Listen to the teams you hate. Listen to all the other teams in the middle that you don't remember who plays for. Uh, in the meantime, check us out on the socials at Half Yard Line Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at Half Yard Line Pod at gmail.com. Until next time, toodaloo.
1: Hang loose.